This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability, criminal prosecution, and the wrath of the tall man. <laughs> Boy! Thanks for checking out 90 for Chill, the podcast. And this is where I like to express my content warning, disclaimers, you know, trigger possibilities and i can't really say there's that much this one i mean thanksgiving is more just a challenging holiday because i'm in retail and this episode will address that but with that said i love the retailer i work at and i think i explain maybe it's not the corporation but just the store i'm at but that's all i really have to say that i think might offend anybody so uh, hopefully the big wigs aren't listening and hopefully you'll enjoy the show Little Hand says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. Welcome to 90 for Chill, the podcast. This is your host, Cool Movies Darth. You can follow what I'm watching on Letterboxd. The username is CMDarth. If you want to take the easy way of not even using your hands to play the podcast, ask your Amazon Echo or Google Nest device to play podcast by Russ Stevens. This week was kind of a tricky binge. Actually, not really that tricky, just more of poorly timed. A Thanksgiving horror-themed podcast probably would have been better leading into the holiday, but I digress. So, this week I went and finally got around to a film that was in my Netflix queue back in 2010 that's thanks killing the story of a necromanced turkey spelled t-u-r-k-i-e who's out to just kill anybody who's a descendant of pilgrims and make comments about boobs if you need a little more serious or level-headed feature i also watched the bruce campbell produced devin sawa starring black friday from 2021 which I think could be a new holiday classic, regardless of the IMDb 4.6. Before that, though, Thanksgiving franchise skipped its own sequel. Watched the Thanksgiving 3, which is actually more of a puppet feature. Just really inspires me to catch up on the early Peter Jackson movies where he used a lot of puppets. But, you know what? Let's get onto the show. Let's wrap this intro up. I do need a guest for December 6th episode. If you could uh, let me know if you want to be on the show, send an email to russthebus07 at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-07 at gmail.com. Offer me a movie, a theme, a director, an actor. I'll take anything, but I would prefer less homework on my behalf. If you would uh, focus on movies under 100 minutes long, follow the podcast on twitter at catbusrust that's where you'll find my mastodon account information rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast apps and as always thanks stacia harden for continuing to be my inspiration and keeping on with these passion projects hope you enjoy the show and hope one of you jumps up at the chance to be on the show next week thanks for coming Back in the 1500s, in the settlement of Kralberg, an old Indian by the name of Feathercloud was dishonored by a pilgrim. Feathercloud necromanced a turkey. A turkey that would stop at nothing to get what he wanted to kill. 
Everything's gonna be okay. You don't believe me, do you? I do believe you. There's no such thing as an evil turkey. There's no such thing as an evil turkey. This little baby bunny got its stomach not open by a beak. Not just any beak. A turkey beak. There's no such thing as an evil turkey. There's... No such thing as an evil turkey. Oh, wait. I lied. And I've just concluded watching Thanks Killing, a 2008 pretty much a no-budget movie. Um, I know and remember it from Netflix being one of those titles back in 2010 that was streaming. A lot of weird ones. I think I saw Easter Bunny Kill Kill sometime. Another weird one would be, and fun one I'd say, would well, both of them are fun, but American, sorry, Irish-American Ninja. So that era of Netflix, as I say, just when I was getting into the uh, low-budget or no-budget movies, I should say, by the double features held at the old Peoria Independent Theater or the drunken zombie double features that followed that. So, it's, um... I mean, it's, it's a bit of fun. I'm not gonna say that it's, uh... When you see so many bad uh, college kids on the road movies uh, that get socked down by a monster... You kind of just like anything that'll take the piss out of it. And this movie certainly does that. Now, the you have to kind of appreciate any movie where you have a naked pilgrim and the first actual dialogue is nice uh, four-letter T-word. So, it's, uh, so it doesn't take itself too seriously. It doesn't take itself seriously at all. And I think the actors are just doing their best to get this story out. Basically, it's a Saturday Night Live or any kind of internet comedy sketch just with a bunch of guys who don't have the talent of, say, your SNL, your Mad TV, Funny or Die. I mean, basically everybody. But it um, you follow the narrative, it gets itself where it needs to be. And uh story of a... 510 year old turkey coming back for vengeance for the Native American people in Columbus, Ohio. So it's a. I mean, you got some decent gore effects, but then you got some CG blood thrown in there. So it's a very tacky movie. And I think that's done intentionally, of course. And the turkey effects are fun. And I'd say the gore effects, besides for the uh, CG blood, is, are fine. Um, as I say, they're just trying to get this movie done, basically. Which, hey, it's kind of my motivation for my f first copyrighted screenplay made for the dead. I just want to get something done, and I'll do something better the next time. So, I think it's a good experience, and I'm intrigued by the sequel, which is actually the threequel, Thanks Killing 3. They decide to skip the second one, so... I think they know what they're doing with this franchise, and... As I say, it's worth a watch. I'm not going to say I'll ever come back to it, but this is, you know, Black Friday when I watched it, so I think it fits pretty well.
Tank's killing too has been destroyed. Only one copy remains, and Turkey will stop at nothing to get it. So I've just concluded Thanks Killing 3, which this is, um, so I mean, there's really, I guess, um, when you do a no-budget movie, there's really only uh, two things to do for your sequel. Uh, one, it would be to just clean up the first film and uh, do it again, and probably add a little more to it, say like Evil Dead versus Evil Dead 2 Dead by Dawn. Or the other option is to just go absolutely insane and base it around your primary draw being Turkey, T-U-R-K-I-E, the cursed demon turkey sent by the Native Americans to kill pilgrims. So they go with the second way on that one. And this movie is absolutely insane. I really wish I was high when I watched it. Because there I think I'd appreciate it more. And I watched it off Pluto TV, which probably is not the best thing to do. Because, as I say, this movie is pretty much, you know, insane. I'm going to just go and screw it. You know, batshit insane. Um, so, the, so you have jokes um, like fake commercials in the movie so when you get those fake commercials and then a real commercial pops on you kind of get thrown off completely and um i mean it's a really screwy situation sunday and i get a chick-fil-a commercial how evil is that so it's a longer narrative so this one goes pretty much the 90 minutes and it's a story about turkey trying to get the only copy of eat Thanks Killing 2, um, since the movie got canned for being the worst movie ever. So the studio's gone and destroyed all the copies except for one, which falls into the hand of a puppet. And I'm not saying we're going to say Muppet or anything like that. No, it's a bloody puppet. Very, I mean, eh. When you put so much money into this sequel, which, I mean, this one's got L.A. credits on it, so not Columbus, Ohio. It's kind of like, eh, maybe you could have done a little work here, there. It it gets, as I say, it's just an insane movie. Um, and a lot of the time, the humor, like, this is a, this is like, what if you actually had a live-action Aqua Teen Hunger Force? So I'd say it's better than the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie. But, you know, you still got a bunch of jokes that are just really tacky. As in, you know, homophobia or, you know, just 
too many bodily function related stuff. But, um, you know, outside of that, it's just a really silly narrative that you can, uh, you can kind of just laugh your way through. And I mean, just the sheer insanity of it, it kind of makes me want to start discovering the Peter Jackson puppet movies, like uh, meet the Fleebles. Like I imagine these, this movie can't be too far removed from that. And if it's an homage to it, then it was, um, really did its job and is almost a three-star movie. But if it isn't an homage to that, you know, it's a two-star movie at best. But I mean, again, if I was high, gosh, this could have probably blown my mind. So, uh, if you like Thanksgiving, um, I mean this, and forgive me for not mentioning the commenting on the crazy stuff in that movie, like a Hannibal Lecter tribute in terms of wearing faces and there's a callback in this movie to the, um, your, you got stuffed, uh, rape scene, uh, for comedy, for comedy in this feature. So, um, I mean, you're not going to get any, you know, real great advancements in uh, direction, but with a budget, uh, the director, I, I can't recall his name right off the bat, Jordan Downing, um, might have some potential. So, you know, with the right producers, uh, right creative behind them, who knows? We, I think there's a thanks killing musical, but aside from that, I think there's a potential, at least with this, uh, creator. So, um, yeah, it, again, you gotta like the first movie to even appreciate this one. So, you know, fingers, (laughs) well, if you like low, but no budget movies, I think you'll like Thanksgiving. This one actually has actors. So, I mean, there's a lot of things it does better. And it's just too insane to recommend, though, if you didn't like the first film. What do we love? Ah! Happy Black Friday. We love toys. Laces, everyone. Three, two, go, baby. Go. Black Friday! There is something wrong with the shoppers. We gotta do something. We're one hour into Black Friday, and we're escorting customers away from the store. I don't think this night can get any worse. (laughs) Does anybody else just think that's funny? And I finally got around to Black Friday. I probably bought this movie perhaps right after Christmas last year. So been one I've been meaning to get to. And, you know, it's got quite the lineup. Michael J. White, uh, Bruce Campbell, the producer of the movie. And uh, a little sweet little bit. Stephen Saw was pretty solid. It's weird seeing him not be a babyface kid. So I'm sorry that I ignored the last 20 years of your career. Um, So it's a... Fun feature. It, it takes a while to get rolling. And as a retail cl- uh, associate myself, um, you know, a lot of it 
hits pretty close because yeah there are just those people who don't care about you in the public and you know uh and then you always have to worry about when you work in a retail place if you're going to have management that actually cares so you know that's that's the biggest fear for me when it's like oh i gotta relocate to chicago or something to find more you know a better environment for myself and then it's like yeah but if i do it through with my retailer who knows what the next store is going to be like? Uh, you know, it's kind of like, because I've done that. I've been there. I mean, Kohl's wasn't that bad, but, you know, they they definitely had management that you see in this movie. So I guess it really just says it plays up on the stereotypes of the worst kind of people. And there are definitely times where you get nothing with the worst kind of people. So maybe it's too depressing a situation or it's something that really needs to be played up for more laughs sooner in the movie, I suppose. Um, so there's really, I mean, it's, it's a fun movie. It's a fun chase movie where you have alien pods creating a zombie apocalypse essentially. And you have our crew hold up in a Toys R Us equivalent. And, you know, once they are able to get, their wits together it's all about the escape and that's where you get to know the characters that's where it becomes a fun movie so it kind of misses on the first act so you got to be a fan of the actors in it because you want to see them like michael j white and bruce campbell and i guess devin sala again i'll have to catch up on his career um but then you know once you get to know the characters and motivations and such um yeah, you get into it. So so it's a character study better than a comedy, I suppose. But, you know, so I could have gone a little goofier, I suppose. Um, and I think that's the problem with Bruce Campbell movies in general, especially when he's got his money and name behind it. It's just, ah, I want to be charming, but douchey Bruce. And I don't want it, but I don't want it to be evil dead Bruce. So he doesn't um, doesn't want to go too far with extreme violence or, you know, just his uh, comedy. So it kind of misses the mark there, but it's worthwhile. I think this is a good holiday movie for the cynical, like myself. So I'll get back to it. And, you know, it's scored all right on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, the gore effects are all right. Um, there's some clever miss on sin, but... Um, you know, nothing to scream about directing-wise. And, as I say, the plot takes a while to get going, but if you... They do create well enough characters, perhaps even, you know, cynical archetypes of working in retail where, hey, I can pick those out myself. So, I think maybe from an outsider standpoint, it'd be even funnier or more fun. So, So, if you're not working in retail, definitely give this one a go, and... I think a few drinks are going to definitely make the retail workers satisfied with this flick. Can I hear a wahoo?